Together. I already <laughs> shook this person's hand. I understand. You did you four did high fives. It's a row. It's a disproportionate. That's what high fives are for. Number for the, going down the whole oh, row. It's four listen, people. You sports maniac. Oh my god. You can give an individual high five. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of impossible to give out just one. <laughs> uh, see? <laughs> it was involuntary. I couldn't help it. You just hit you just the hit shoulder. Me on my body. I high fived your shoulder. That's that's bonkers. Yeah. Well, did you? Can I ask you a question? Did please. you fall down on your arm and now your arms wound <laughs> a little bit too tight? Funky butt loving. But you might have a future pitching with the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Okay, Henry Baumgartner. Uh, guys. Great to see you. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. We are so happy that you're here tonight. Let's hear it for us and all the comics that are backstage. There are so many great ones. We are hilarious stand-up comics. We're also wives of each other, which is very fun. Yes, yes. What, what are you guys drinking in the second row? It's okay. Sprite. Spr- I thought, <laughs> honestly, I heard the click of... What sounded like people like just really getting into the show, yeah, but then I looked over and it was green. I thought LaCroix, but even more hardcore. <laughs> you brought your own sprites to the show? You paid for them? You bought them here? Fucking yes! Oh my god, they Supporting the from theater! The- Do you know who else drinks Sprite? You drink Sprite. LeBron James. Oh. <laughs> I don't believe that. You don't believe it? No, I don't I believe it. I feel like he has like one a week. And then he's like, Do you really think so? He drinks his Sprite in his Kia and he drives it around the block one time and he's like, ah, there, I did it. Okay. I don't feel terrible. <laughs> I, listen, straight up, no offense, I do not like Sprite. No offense. <laughs> to these people, not to you or LeBron. LeBron doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no, he doesn't. What if that was the straw that he was, he was like, these people, they were so mad at me when I left Cleveland for... Miami. I'm learning Great so job. much because I've been with Rhea and so I'm really learning a lot about sports in Cleveland in general. Last yeah. week, Rhea was on Conan for the first time. Oh, thank you. Thanks, you guys. It was so exciting. You were so good. Thank you. She told all of her jokes. I appreciate it. Exactly with a punchline at the end. I especially love the way you're telling this. <laughs> she was so good. Well, you got really low. I know you're like really mad hattering everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. That's very funny. Like no, it. you were so great on the show and Thank you. the the Conan show on the Conan O'Brien's show. I Conan? You guys know? <laughs> yeah. Uh the Coco show. You were so good on that. Right. And uh then afterwards I was like, what do you like in the whole world, what do you want to do to celebrate Conan? She was like, I want to eat spaghetti. <laughs> 
and I want to watch Believe Land. And I was like, oh, great. She was like, it's a documentary about a Cleveland. And I was like, that's cool. I'll watch that You guys, with you. I don't talk like that at all. <laughs> when she's at home, she's so sing-song and kind of yeah, all over the place. Like, you get, I just want to do this one thing. I love spaghetti and... Oh, fuck. Rhea, my shoe's untied is the problem. Um, well, anyway, what I was trying to say is I was like, no problem, babe. It was on 30 for 30. You know them. They're from ESPN. And... <laughs> I love when she gets in this storytelling. <laughs> this is tired storytelling mode, and it's my favorite. It was 30 for 30. Now, guys, listen, I'm not a total monster for assuming that they have done 30 programs that have each been 30 minutes in length. And she was like, no, it was 30 films to go with their 30th anniversary. And I was like, when was that? And she was like, four years ago. <laughs> But it's just the branding now. And also, P.S., this documentary is one and a half hours long. <laughs> it's so long. It's very long. It's but so re- long, Rhea! Oh, I really wanted to watch it because I'd already seen it. And <laughs> they, added, they added a new ending, and they were replaying it, and it happened to be on the same night that I was on Conan for the first time. And for those of you who haven't been to the show before, I don't know if you know this, I'm Why also did they, from Akron. Uh, add a new ending? They add a new ending because Cleveland finally won. Because LeBron James finally brought uh, thank you to the they four people. They don't care. They don't care. I knew they don't care. You guys don't understand what it's like to be a loser. I understand. But you would if you watched this program called Believe Land. <laughs> you would get it. One half hours long. So we watched that. We watched that. That movie is so long and it's all about like how everything everything left Cleveland and all the jobs and everyone yeah left it's about how like the Browns used to win and then they just like lost then lost lost lose. lost lost and you just That's, go through it all is these the, losses with the Cleveland Browns. it's like the first 40 it minutes is the, it's just about the Browns and Cameron is going she's watching going oh I get it now I'm starting to really get it I understand I'm like oh thank you, wait, you I do want to make and one then, interjection hang on a minute oh. so all this Browns stuff of like losing in the last 30 seconds to dr- like all this stuff like just terrible just Clevelanders walking out in the snow going I can't believe it oh can we I tell nothing. you guys a, wait then, I have to say a weird side thing no which and is then, that Arsenio Hall is one of the main from Cleveland historical commentators you know Arsenio Hall from this he's like well let me tell you about the Browns and you're just like Actually, he's getting all of these facts right, but this is very improbable. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, glad you... So, she's watching all this, this Browns failure, all this Cleveland failure, all this sadness, and this heartbreak, and she turns to me and says, I get it now. I'm starting to understand it. I wish we would have watched this before we watched Game 7. I would have totally understood. And then the documentary shifts to a different sport, and it shifts to basketball, and it shifts to the Cavs, running up against the Chicago Bulls in the Eastern Conference Championship, and Cameron goes, oh, there's my guy, to Michael fucking Jordan! And I said, get out of this house right now! You will never understand me! Well, okay, number one. <laughs> and then she was like, there's my guy, and then she goes, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, here's the one thing but I then an say. hour later, I got to be like, there's my guy! 
where they showed LeBron James. Here's the one thing that's very amazing about this documentary is that, like, they really do cover a lot of games that where Cleveland is doing, like, super well. Mm -hmm. But after a while, you start to get a pattern because they're like, we were doing so many points and we (laughs) couldn't stop scoring them and we were making so many everythings. And then, right at the end... Well, never mind. <laughs> but they keep doing that again yeah. and again. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the bottom of the eighth. And some other things are happening. You know, those crazy bottom of the eighths. <laughs> when the game is almost over. But and then, wait, it's not. Can I, <laughs> can I, and then boy, the third quarter boy, happened. I have to tell you guys that, listen, this is not my fault. I was a big jock in high school. I was a big jock in high school. I was a three-sport athlete. I did a captain of the football team. I played rugby in college without realizing I was gay. (laughs) But the thing is, is that I stopped talking about sports, and if you just... uh, Ooh, I stopped watching them. You know why? I stopped watching sports because I don't like it when men care about things. Because one time, it was my sister's wedding is what it was. Oh, yeah. And I, I was the maid of honor, and then there was a uh, boy of honor. <laughs> What's yep. he called? Best man. There was a best man for her husband, and uh, I went to Boston College. This person went to Notre Dame. And Boston College and Notre Dame play football against each other. Okay. <laughs> we weren't playing in this game. <laughs> We went to a bar at a, oh, it was part of the rehearsal dinner, and um, we went to a bar, and then Boston College scored a touchdown, and I went like, yay! <laughs> yay! Mm-hmm. And then a man, who is an orthopedic surgeon, with children, <laughs> and a wife, he's got a lot of stuff in his life. He, he has, has a, a full life. Family. He drives a vehicle. He has a full life. He went to school for a long time. He's probably registered to vote. He can set your knee right. He's got a lot of shit going for him. He's got a lot of I money. said, yay! And he turned to me and said, shut the fuck up! This is the most important thing in my life right now! <laughs> and that's, that is actually the moment that the switch got that boom. <laughs> sure, yeah. No, I, I stopped caring about sports. Because here's the thing, like, oh, fuck you! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the most, this is the, these little boys that are, they are breaking their heads right now. Yeah. They're going to have a very sad life later. This is your best, this is the best thing in your life? I don't know. You are at my sister's wedding! <laughs> the most important thing in my life, and, but then I think also, you know, because women, women get fired up about things where, first of all, we're not allowed to shout. Sure. Because our voices are... So naggy. Yeah. Also, like, I can't possibly be a sports fan. When I talk about sports, people are like, oh, so what do you... Blah, 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 and asking me all these questions. But then really you do about... a funny thing where then you're like... <laughs> and then she goes like, I'm ready for battle. <laughs> she basically does the thing where she sets the whole place on fire and then everybody's like, wait, are the doors all locked? And then she's like, I don't burn. <laughs> Was that supposed to be Terminator 2? No, Rhea! But actually, interestingly enough, that 
was Daenerys Targaryen, and as you know, she's a new Sarah Connor. Um, yep, got it. <laughs> no, don't you remember? Uh, in Game of Thrones, I, she's yeah. like, they're all like, yeah, yeah, what are we going to do? Right now, Kill yeah. or rape you? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. uh, neither. Sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. <laughs> a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, sunglasses, leather jacket. She gets on a motorcycle. She's like, yeah. where's John? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you seen this boy? <laughs> did you want to talk about the 4th of July at all? Or oh, yeah, but the first thing I want to say is that you're just very, very good at knowing about sports and also all knowledge you have. Yeah, like, and also playing sports, You understand by the way. facts. and But also... <laughs> Yeah, you, you, yeah, you. Oh, oh no! Ow. It happened to both of us. I did a turn and it fell off. And Remember then you got earlier when I was like, I used to be a big jock, and then later I injured my <laughs> own jaw. I broke my jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to get my jaw wired shut. What happened? Well, she's a sports. You're gonna maniac. have to get in the ice bath that we've got back there. <laughs> she's a sports maniac. She's better. She better start doing sports. No. <laughs> she better start doing. Pilates like Jake Arrieta. Great job. Great work. He plays for the Cubs. He is having a good arm and it's because of Pilates. <laughs> you want to talk about 4th of July a little bit? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. but I just want to say that you always serve everybody some realness. When, they're, when a dude's like, oh, you care about Cleveland? Or, do you know what's on your hat? <laughs> Yeah, they ask like, me what's on my hat. I all know the what's time. on it. But you know what that's from, right? A story in my life where one time. <laughs> when I was in college. When I was in college, I went to college. When I was in college, I went to college. You guys know who Greg Norman is? He is a golfer and he is a shark also. He's a professional golfer, and his nickname is The Shark. That's right. And all of his uh, (laughs) apparel and merchandising features a hand-drawn, sketched-out sort of shark. Very specific shark logo Uh, that means Greg Norman. He has wine. He has a hat or whatever. Very specific hat. And so I went to college with his daughter, and one time she was shoveling snow, and she was Mm -hmm. wearing a Greg Norman shark hat. That's great. And a dude came over and was like, hey, do you need help with that snow? And she was like, I've got it. And then he was like, hey, do you know what your hat means? And she just said, no, I like the design. (laughs) Like, as a fuck you to get rid of this guy. And I was like, I know that you... I know what I know the secret. <laughs> Wait, is is Greg Norman's daughter Rebecca Solnit who wrote uh, Men Explain Things to Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it is. Uh, it's a very deep reference. No, that's where we get go. mansplaining. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I know you got Once it. Once you get into the literary shit, I'm all over it. Yeah, you're all over it. Plus lesbians. Yep. I'm a really good <laughs> You're a shark. I'm a wizard of lesbian knowledge. Okay. Not like just stuff lesbians do, but like fic- lesbian fiction, movies, which characters in Yeah, I mean, the other shows. day, Cameron was like, hey, hang on, don't turn on Orange is the New Black. I have to close all these windows with tipping the velvet stills. <laughs> Only like four people know what, that is, know what that is. I'm going to say it tipping anyway. Tipping the Velvet is a book that was turned into a BBC miniseries <laughs> that I watched, and then I recently got the book on tape. And then I remember what they look like in the BBC miniseries, so I keep, I'm listening to the tape, and when the sexy parts come on, then I'll pull up a still from that part. <laughs> <laughs> this is her Believe Lind, you guys. 
yes, that is. She is from the seashore or whatever. Yeah. It's from England, and so the seashore is yeah. prominent. <laughs> Can we talk about the 4th of July so fast? Yeah, what do you want I to just, talk about? I want to talk about it because What I, do you have in your heart about the 4th of July? I just a mean, lot of things. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I just mean, like, what happened? I was there. Nothing happened. Not on our particular 4th of July that just happened. Oh, I was going to talk about my childhood 4th of, 4th of July's of July. past? Yes, 4th yes. of July's past. Yes. Um, I was just wondering, like, to relate to people in the audience what your experience of 4th of July might have been, because mine was uh, typically my dad handing me a lit cigarette and saying, go have fun uh, to go um, light fireworks alone. <laughs> yeah, she told me about this. When I was that's, about nine years bonkers, old. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not. I mean, it was just bottle rockets. <laughs> <laughs> and one time, my cousin and I, with my, along with my dad, had gotten some uh, smoke bombs, which I was explaining smoke bombs to Cameron the other day, and she was like, why would anybody want that? And I was like, do you not enjoy fun? I mean, it's just a, well, she, I was a like, round ball, and you light it, and then seconds later, smoke comes out. Then I was Great. like, but what does the smoke do? Does it kill somebody who might be in line for the throne? Does it... No, it's just there. And it's a color. It's the same color as the ball. I don't want... Yeah. Woo! Uh, and so my dad threw one, because I don't... I mean, why would you throw it? Anyway, he threw a smoke bomb, and we had these two big pine trees. And so underneath the pine trees um, was just, like, fire starter, basically. <laughs> There was just like Duralog underneath the <laughs> pine trees and the smoke bomb just rolled right into it. And uh, my cousin, myself, and my dad were all standing next to each other and just kind of went, <gasps> like Doc Brown style. <laughs> but my dad and I started to run towards it but both realized we did not have shoes on. So my cousin had to be the only one putting it out. What perfect like hillbilly situation could that be? <laughs> That you bought, like, illegal fireworks, threw it into kindling, and then you couldn't put it out because you weren't wearing the shoes. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, and Rhea, it, there's a good end to that story, right? Because you, you, you didn't start the fire. I did not start the fire. Yeah. And then, you know what would be really funny right now? What's that? If I knew all the rest of the lyrics yeah. to that. Dalton, Beatlemania. What? What is the word I you said, said? Honus Beatlemania. Those are words and things. It is? Honus Wagner. You played baseball. Very expensive baseball card. Honus Wagner. You, while you're explaining this to me, your shoulders, <laughs> your head is retracting into your shoulders. What? 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 Okay, but the finale to the Hillbilly Fireworks was that they would, everybody would get so drunk that they couldn't light the fireworks anymore, so they'd have like a grocery bag full of fireworks, and they would just go, and throw it in the bonfire. And so then you just had to run home so that you did not get hit by fireworks. <laughs> so you grew up inside a Roadrunner cartoon. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yep. Don't look, no, you can't look down. I didn't you look down. down, that's when you fall. Yeah, yeah. Just look straight ahead. Uh, didn't you, weren't you always like, just look straight ahead? <laughs> just keep swimming. How did they never figure that out? They were fine. Look down. Oh, the, there's no more ground. <laughs> that's how plane crashes happen. <laughs> Don't look down. Pilot looks down. What the fuck? Yeah! I was just driving this thing. <laughs> 
You guys, we got an awesome show for you tonight. So good. Mia, you said you want to introduce this first comic. Oh, yeah, this first comic, great comic. Uh, she moved down here from San Francisco. You may have seen her on uh, Flophouse on Vice. Uh, she also has a show called Party in the Back every Wednesday, so you should check that out. Please welcome to the stage, Kate Willett, you guys. You guys, keep it going for Cameron and Rhea. So I just moved here from San Francisco, and I now live alone in L.A. for the same price that I once paid to live with 23 people in San Francisco. <laughs> tech is going hard there. I even worked for a tech company for a little bit. I was the HR manager for a company that was me and 20 dudes, and so I wrote the sexual harassment policy. You know, that was my job. But at that point, it was just, you guys leave Kate alone, you know? Uh, um... I was living in this hippie commune with a bunch of guys who were really into like sage incense and man buns, you know? But especially vision boards. You guys know what a vision board is? It's a collage of things you want to manifest. And I never made one, but that wasn't because I didn't believe in it. I just felt like it'd be super embarrassing if mine were just five dicks on a Comedy Central logo. <laughs> A lot of these dudes were like conspiracy theory guys. Like, you know that type of guy that likes to get super high and then just connect the fucking dots, man? <laughs> they have their favorites. Like, everybody has a pet conspiracy theory. Like, 9-11 was an inside job. The lunar landing was a hoax. Girls are trying to change me, man. You know? <laughs> And it's, as a feminist, that one is really offensive to me because it's like, excuse me, women are trying to change you, okay? <laughs> but I hate the ancient aliens one the most. That one really gets on my nerves. This one dude that lived there, he was always like, all right, Kate, all right. If you don't think that ancient aliens built the Mayan pyramids, then what other possible explanation <laughs> could there even be for the Mayan pyramids, huh? And I just like, um, fucking Mayans, man. <laughs> Dude could not even wrap his brain around the fact that if a person just like puts down the joint and gets off the couch, human beings can do some really neat shit, you know? <laughs> Build a pyramid, sustain employment as a barista. I mean, <laughs> the sky is the limit, really. But there's also like a shitty racist undertone to that one. Ancient aliens built the Mayan pyramids. Because what you're also saying is, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think the Mexican people could have done this, man. If it wasn't white people, then the only thing I can think of is like UFOs. Or I, I, and it's also like almost all dudes that you hear talking about conspiracy theories, especially the Illuminati. Like you never hear a gal talking about the Illuminati. It doesn't happen. Like you know why? It's because like for me as a lady, I don't need to talk to you about the Illuminati because it would not be mind-blowing to me that there could be just like some group of people other than me controlling the world. <laughs> Somebody's just like, do you know that the whole world is controlled by a small group of rich and powerful men? I would just be like, yeah, fucking duh. <laughs> Conspiracy theories are what stoned white guys use to explain why all their privilege is not working out for them. <laughs> it's like, no, dude. It's not a conspiracy, it's just weed. But like, I can't be too hard on them because I feel like if I was a dude, I would be like such a scumbag as well. It's just that like, 
I don't know, ladies are just not making progress in that area at the same rate, you know? Like, a woman might be the next president, but I don't think we're gonna be equal until I can fucking pass out some more places, you know? It's like, there is a glass ceiling, but there is a glass gutter as well. Especially with sex shit, like, ah, man. I feel like my friends are always, like, on my case for being, like, what they like to call promiscuous. I'm like, okay, I prefer to think of it as attractive, you know? Um, But, like, the other day this friend of mine says to me, he's like, Kate, oh, man, like, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but, like, I'm really worried about you because you've been having a lot of one-night stands. And I'm like, dude, I appreciate your concern, but do you seriously think that I should fuck all those douchebags again? (laughs) Oh my God. That would be so fucking time consuming, you know? I mean, I'm not, I'm not even trying to brag. Like, like if you want me to be really honest with you, honestly, like my sex life has slowed down a lot because I moved to the top of a hill and now it's really hard to skateboard up there. So, yeah. A lot of people will not visit me anymore. It's not, people don't like it when ladies brag about their sex life at all. I think because people think that it's really easy for women to get laid, so it's not a good brag, but I just feel like for anybody who says it's easy for women to get laid, like, they should be in a position to fucking give me back the hours of my life that I've spent listening to opinions on aliens, you know? <laughs> it's a lot. And then when you do get laid, it's weird. You know, I don't watch porn, but I'm still, like, positive I know what happens in it, though, because of the things that people try on me. Um, <laughs> that is the real trickle-down economics. <laughs> that choking is really popular in pornography right now because I've been doing field research and I feel like about nine out of ten guys want to choke a bitch, you know? And they're like, it's just, it's kind of weird when they really mean it, you know? Like, I feel like a lot of guys are trying to like choke me like they know that the patriarchy is almost over, you know? They're like, this was supposed to be my world, bitch! And it's just like, cool it, man. I don't want to be choked from the heart, you know? Like... Uh, if a guy is slapping me in the face with his dick, I need to know that he's doing it ironically. <laughs> I'm not even trying to fucking kink shame or whatever. Like, I, you know, I'm not like into BDSM. Like, I don't want to be like whipped by a guy in leather, but I'm very down to be smacked around a little bit by a guy in a flannel. Like, it's just like, it's weird when it's too real. Um, like this dude that I sleep with sometimes is always like, I want to destroy that pussy. And I'm just like, well, okay, you know, vaginas are pretty resilient, my friends. Uh, we have menstruation and childbirth. I do not think you're going to destroy that pussy. If it makes you feel any better, you have had a very negative impact on my life. Uh, that is the best I can do for you. All right, you guys, I'm Kate Willett. Thank you so much. She's new in town, but Jesus, it's fucking great. She's so great. I'm gonna close this. It, it's important that you can't see this. I don't know why that's true, but it is. 
You see, the, fucking the whole thing will be, because you think we live there. It's like in dorms and bunk bed style. It's not, no. It's, there's a hallway and a little door. We hang out over there. Uh, well, we, we do live there, over there. Well, it's, you know, listen, fuck. We're in a really, I'm, I had such a fun time up top and it's such a wonderful show and so many pals are here, but I'm also like, what is, what is actually happening right now? In our country, what is actually happening right now? In our country. Like, we have a political candidate, we have a, pre- we have a, a candidate for president who um, is a politician, and has made a bunch of different types of decisions. Because politicians, over a career, make a bunch of different types of decisions. Some of them are bad. Some of them lead to war. All politicians have that in their lives. And they should be called out for it. We should be like, hey, yo, remember when you sent a bunch of emails? We saw those! (laughs) We can see the email is not secret. But it should have been! (laughs) Like, we have that going on, and that feels to me like a political scandal. You know what I mean? Like, not even a big one. Like, no dick pics were sent, and honestly, that should kind of not be a political scandal at this point. It's like, if you can... You know what would be weirder? It would be to find a politician, and you can't figure out what his dick would look like. (laughs) And I did say his, because there's, like, one that's a woman that has ever come this far. And I just, I feel like, okay, so like that's, that feels like a political scandal. I'm glad we're talking about, ooh, the FBI is involved, and there's hearings. You know, like, you know the little microphone on the desk thing? Like, that feels normal, right? Like, it's like, oh my God, like how, did you, you broke in? You broke into that hotel and you took their stuff? What a time we live in. Like, that's... Those are, that's politics, right? Like, it's, Right? Like, what did you do to that intern? Which, how many? You drove a woman off a bridge? Well, that's genuinely actually really terrifying. (laughs) You can just keep having a political career. But it's like, that is politics. So we have that going on, and I feel like, to me, that that just feels like, feels like politics, it feels right. Right? Do you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like, it's like, like politicians, they, they are, like, have you seen their teeth? They're very white. They're very white teeth. And that person's teeth didn't come that way. They're whitening their teeth for you. Like, it is a facade. There is money involved. Of course there's money involved. We live in a capitalist country. We, our country is like, yo, straight up, like, whatever you can hustle. That's yours. <laughs> like, that is the basis of our country. In fact, the dudes who made that shit up, they, like, their hustle was so good that they owned other people. Like, that's how good their hustle was. They were like, oh, yeah, no, I own all this shit, and I also own you. Get on this fucking boat. Oh, you don't want to? I will make you. A lot of white people in here not understanding that... <laughs> That slavery happened. We did that. That was us. We did that. That was us. Do you guys remember that? I don't remember it either, but we did it. It was us. We did it. 
And like George Washington did that. Do you guys know that? He did that shit. He was part of that shit. So that, this all feels like, like politics should be about change and forward movement. It all should, should be about like uh, money being in the wrong hands and like backdoor deals and just like, oh, fuck. And then like, so that should feel, that feels right, right? That's politics. But right now we have that going on and then we have like a human McDonald's commercial. I mean, he looks like he's wearing a character suit. He, he's a mascot for something you don't want to have. Whatever product that is, it get away. He is the, he's a guy in an infomercial that tried to cut his hair at home before the hair at home cutting product. And I don't make fun of people based on their looks except when they look at you and they say, no, this is all my real hair and it's not a comb over and it goes in the right direction. And when somebody that has that going on says like, no, there's like, I know my hair is fucked up. You think I don't look at my hair and know it's, I know this side is long. <laughs> so a man that like cannot see his own reflection that wants to fuck his daughter. Like, are, I'm not worried for women on the same level that I've been worried for women the entire time that women... You know how women have always been not doing great? We've, we've never been doing well. That's the true thing about women. Also, there's more of us. In this country, 51%. There's more of us. That's how fucking damaged women are. We could overrun you. We could stop making you. There's like that that Greek that Greek play the the Lysistrata that's like about like women stop having sex because like women don't want to have sex and then they like men stop going to war or whatever. But like women want to have sex, right? Women want to have sex, but we could all just take the pill. I mean, I, 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 we could all just take the pill. <laughs> Abortion is legal. We could just decide to end you. <laughs> I know that's like 99% of the reason that men are terrified of women. It's because like somewhere in your mind, you're just like, if I let her know that I see any of her power, she'll stop making us. <laughs> I don't even want to say his name. I can't believe it's not a joke. You know, like I, I look at Donald Trump and I can't believe it's not a joke. Like I can't believe what's not a, this is a joke, right? Like white people don't really think the things that he says, right? Like white people, he, he is, I understand what we're going through right now is like more different types of people are grasping at power and so like straight white men are, t are scared. And so some straight white men uh, are deciding to... Christian, straight white Christian men are deciding to... Walls, you can't... You can't... Like, just a basic understanding of construction. You can't build a wall and then you bill it to the other side of the wall. That's, no, that's not how that works. It's never been how that works. 
Listen, I don't want you to invade here, and I will wait until you dig a moat. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. Also, also, like, nobody is invading. Right? Like, nobody's invading. And even if you build a physical wall, this, 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 when this, when this happened, when this was in our this, when this became a part of our asses, you can't build a wall anymore. Like, we did this. Brexit. Like, you can vote like, no, no, we're a, we are alone. We are teeny island and we say we don't even see you. Do you know what that is? That is a child going. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't vote yourself autonomous. That shit is over. Like, you can't, you don't, you don't get to have it back. Globalization has already happened, and we already pay Chinese children to nothing to make this. Like, we can't, you can't undo it. You can't, un, you can't build any, there's no walls to build. Straight white men, I'm sorry. You're already behind. It's already over for you. This woman grabbed this man's hand. And I think that's very sweet because you seem like a decent dude, but I would also say like, no. Here's why I say no to that. We haven't had anybody holding our hands. We just grew up, we just grew up like, do whatever, I will try. Oh, if you say terrible things to me now, I will maybe someday make a television show wherein I rebut them. You know, like it's... <laughs> so you're scared. You're a straight white dude and you're scared. Welcome to every, the way every other person has ever lived their lives. Welcome to that. You should have some of this. Fear has an upside. Fear makes you creative and resilient and fucking cool. <laughs> Empirically cool. Did you see, did anyone, I walked past the line. Do you understand the leather jackets that I own? Because I had to, like. <laughs> people make fun of you enough, you're just like, nah man, I'm the fucking Fonz. And after a while, people believe you. <laughs> I hope you don't bat it down. I hope that the dudes that are this scared don't bat it. I hope you get to live some semblance of a more interesting life. Like, have you, movies are always about struggle. And straight white men, you don't even get good movies. Like, you really don't. Your movies are like, ah, girl, I want to sleep with me, so I will lightly stalk her. <laughs> in a way that for some reason Hollywood thinks is romantic. <laughs> like, t here's a really good example. What's that Matthew McConaughey movie that's out right now? What is it called? Free State of Jones. Free State of Jones. I haven't seen that movie. I haven't even watched a trailer that wasn't on mute. <laughs> but I know what that movie's about. That movie's about black people overcoming something, like taking their freedom and like hopefully living better lives. And like white dudes have so little of that 
that somebody was like, can we put Matthew McConaughey in here? <laughs> Just so white people have anything to do. Get a white guy. I know that's a free, st- I know that's a true story. It's a true story. A guy did that. There was a guy and he like, oh my God, he fought on the right side of the civil war. You know who is more interesting than that guy? Every other black character in that movie. I fucking guarantee it. I don't even know if we should be responding on Twitter anymore. Like, it feels like something happens every day and you're just like, Saddam Hussein? Like, that's where we're at? This guy, the people are like, (laughs) on Twitter right now, so Donald Trump said that Saddam Hussein had some good ideas for killing terrorists. This happened today. And now people on Twitter are debating whether or not that's true. Like people are writing jokes to be like, no, no, he didn't. Like even the joke that you write to be like a Saddam Hussein takedown is like, come on. Like, we've already agreed. There's new and better material. Did you guys ever see the movie Naked Gun? Like, that is from my childhood, and they lampooned Saddam Hussein very well in 33 and a third. We need new ideas, so we make new comedy, and I fucking, I just, I know that he's not going to win because we're not going to let him because there's more of us in this room. Did you hear how nervous? Did you hear the intake of breath? Yeah. But we have to fight. We have to fucking show up. You can't just be passive about it. You can't just laugh about this man and then not show up and vote. And fuck you if you're Bernie or Bust. Fuck you if you're Bernie or Bust because I, for instance, for one, do not want to see Bust. But like, actually I do. Um, Breasts. I'd like to see breasts. I forgot that's a synonym. Work it out. Work it out, America. We're going to. We're going to figure this out. What are we going to do with him afterwards? I say we do like a Big Brother-style house where he thinks he's been elected president. Or it's like the Truman Show even. Like everybody else plays roles like, good morning, Mr. President. And then they, because I don't believe he actually knows what the president does. So we can just be like, good morning, Mr. President. Today's the day to judge scones. And he's like, scone judging. I knew it. You know, like just anything. You guys, thank you for letting me rant. We have so much more show. And I already took up too much of your time. This next comic, we are so happy to have her on the show tonight. Let's hear it right now for Charlotte Lauriston. Give it up for Charlotte. Oh, girl, what are you up to? What's going on in your life? Um, Career-wise. Career-wise, uh-huh. I'm about to do uh, my first TV stand-up. Uh, can you say where you're doing it? Yeah, Meltdown. Freaking this is great Comedy news. Central. This is great news. I'm so psyched. What a great place to do your first TV That's what I so. feel like, because yes. I know those guys, and I've done that show a bunch, and I'm just like, everyone's so sweet. I'm like, this is like the perfect place to do it for the first time. Well, and it's also a real show. And yes. The, the thing that I think, like, 
we forget about any mm-hmm. TV taping is that it is a real show. There's yeah. a real audience there. Mm-hmm. But, like, usually they're further away or they're less it's comfortable. Brighter. Or there's, it's brighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Or, like, they haven't been there before yeah. and they're not sure what's going on. And you have, like, a giant celebrity yeah. as your host introducing you. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, all manner you know? of reasons that it's... Yeah. This is such a comfortable... Uh, very like true to the form. I can't believe I just said that, but I but mean But it's it, true. It's I true. Mean it. I mean, these you're saying all the reasons why I was so psyched that yeah. this was my first thing. Congratulations. I was like, Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just doing that. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm writing on a show right now. What are you writing on? People of Earth. It's a new TBS comedy. Right. Why it isn't that? Why it isn't that? Emily Heller is also a writer on great. there. Great, great, great. Um, Alice. No. Is in it? No. Alice is in it. Alice Wetterlin is in it. Yes. Look at me. I You're just really know. on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. How is that? It's really great. It's a show about a group of people. It's a support group for people who have been abducted by aliens, and it's called People of Earth, and it's really funny. That and sounds it's really great. fun. Yes. Well, congrats on this big moment for you. Thank All you. All these things. Thank you. I'm gonna let you go get out there and get Thank your brain you. together. But, but kill them. We have more comics, but I just wanted to say this one thing that I thought of earlier today, and I want to see what you guys thought think about it. Um, I've noticed, like, a lot of people have started to doomsday prep, you know, because of, like, I guess the current situation and everything that's going on. But uh, to me, doomsday prepping is just something that white people do that have never experienced doom in their lives. Okay, not as funny as I thought it was going to be. very sharp ending to your you're like ha ha <laughs> you guys want to keep the show going yeah. we have two more comics and they're both amazing this next comic guess what he's verified on twitter you guys a gasp he is verified on twitter you guys give it up for Brandon Wardell up uh, guys up true motherfucking verified in the building fuck with me blue check club y'all know about that y'all know about the goddamn blue check 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 your check your twitter right now look it up look up brandon wardell you'll see a blue check by my name it and it means that i'm very important um it means that i'm officially a goddamn celeb guys um Cis, cis straight white white males have been really been taking a hit this show. I, <laughs> you know, and then I come out and you know, I'm supposed to just uh, tell jokes. It's you know, it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like I I am I am a cis straight white male. However, I did create feminism, so I think it, they cancel each other out. That's why I'm verified, because <laughs> I created feminism. Everywhere I go, everybody's like, oh my god, oh, Brandon Wardell, are you the man who created feminism? That's like, ugh, just let me be a hero in peace, you know? <laughs> I'm fucking sick of it. I get it, guys, you know. But please, you know, feel free to thank me after the show <laughs> for creating feminism. Um, guys, uh, real, real quick, uh, give it up if you like to come. What's up? 
Where are my cum heads at? What's up? Heads, make some noise. All my cum heads, fucking make some noise if you like to come. What's up? Hell yes, hell yes. I, I love to come. Honestly, I've uh, you know I've had sex like multiple times, and uh, it's whatever. It's whatever. Um, but like I didn't have start. I didn't like start having sex until like a little later in life. Uh, like 21. I'm 23. I'm going on two years of experience. Um, <laughs> But there was like a phase where uh, I was like 19, living at home, not verified. And, um, <laughs> and my mom, she found weed in my room and like confronted me about it. She was like, Brandon, what, what the heck is this dang weed? You know? And, um, and I was like, oh, it's good for me, which is a bad answer to that question. <laughs> And then it like led her on line, like led her on a line of like other bad boy lifestyle questions, and so she was like, "Oh, are you, are you having sex?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, of course," because I didn't want my mom to think I was a nerd. Like that was, <laughs> was where I was at in life. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I did this show recently where. Um, like, I was added last minute. My name, like, wasn't on the lineup. And uh, I was, like, on my way to the show. And the person who put the, th the show together called me, like, hey, there's not a lot of people at the show. Do you still want to come through? And I was, like, yes, absolutely. Because, you know, I'm very much about my grind. You know, I just fucking, you know, like, I fucking love to grind and, like, hustle and shit, you know. And so um, I went to the show. I was, like, I'll still make it. And then I get there, and there's one person in the crowd and uh, that one person was an ex of mine that I haven't talked to in years. <laughs> um, like, in a year. Like, it's, <laughs> it had been a while. And uh, I didn't do a set. Nobody did a set. The show was canceled. But I really wish the show happened, and I really wish I did a set. I wish I just did a set that was, like, exclusively crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just to say, I was like, hey, so how, how's everybody in the crowd been doing since uh, last year? Um, I just, like, start crying. <laughs> Anybody in the crowd uh, seeing anyone new? Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so, oh, real quick, I want to I wanna play something um, I made recently. I also, I, I like to make music. I fake DJ sometimes under the, the name Teen Party. <laughs> Is it, there's a, a Spotify playlist called Teen Party that's just all like the fucking all the like popular like top 40 teen hits. I like saw that name and I was like this is the most like feds ass nah, this is a, a cop made this playlist. Um, and I was like that's my DJ name now. Um, but this is a this is a, ma this is a recent mashup that I, I produced. Can we can we play that, Ryan? <laughs> it's been there. We go. Let's uh, <laughs> so we can cut it out. We can cut it out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's you know. Nobody, nobody had done it yet, and uh, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason, because um, it's bad. 
Uh, so we were talking about we were talking about SWMs earlier, straight white males, and uh, there's this guy. Do you know guy? Do you guys know who Matt McGorry is? He's okay. So if you don't know, there's this actor named Matt McGorry, who he's an actor. He's on Orange Is the New Black, How to Get Away with Murder, some other things. And he's one of those like straight white males that like goes out of his way to be like, I'm one of the good straight white males, you know. And uh, like, you don't need to do that. I already, I'm the guy that created feminism. We don't need any more of those, you know. And so, <laughs> this is like a good example of what he does. This is a thread of tweets he did. Um, it starts with, I don't like my women like I like my coffee. Because women are not inanimate objects that exist solely for my consumption. <laughs> I like my coffee like I like my women. Capable of burning the shit out of you when you're careless with them. <laughs> Sounds like an awful coffee experience. <laughs> and he... Okay, this is the final coffee women tweet in the thread. I like my women like I like my coffee with infinite variations of size, color, and money value because none of these determines its right to be loved. <laughs> so he's just going into coffee shops or just like, give me anything. <laughs> I love women. <laughs> like it's, it's like a step away from like, I like my women like I like my coffee. Uh, running the government. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> I, uh... Oh, wait, can we cue up the, the real, the, the real uh, see you again? Can we play that right now? Okay, so I'm on my way out, but I, I just want to, while I'm here, while I have, while I have this microphone. It's been Okay, so you guys know about Harambe? Right. You, my friend. Do you guys know about Harambe? Give it up if you know about Harambe. He's the gorilla who, uh, like, <laughs> was gonna, who, like, was gonna murder that child. So they like shot the gorilla. They, you know, they, they murdered the gorilla in cold blood. And uh, I'm really sad about it. Harambe was, Harambe was thick, by the way. Like, they don't talk about it in the news, but Harambe was fucking, fucking hot. And so, I have been, I've been starting a movement on Twitter. It's getting some traction. I want everybody to pull out their phones right now. Everyone pull out their phones right now, just for this. Just for this. Just for this bit. Pull out, pull out Twitter.com. Pull out your Twitter. Pull out your Twitter app right now. And I need everyone in this room Put your phones away after my set But fucking take them out right now I need everybody to tweet dicks out for Harambe I just wanna, I just wanna start this Okay, guys, fucking Did everybody tweet it? Is everybody tweeting it? Alright I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out I'm gonna head out in a second But I just wanna start a chant real quick Dicks out for Harambe Guys, my name's Ray Wardell. Thank you so much. Guys, let's hear from Brandon Wardell one more time. I'm an old person. 
is how I feel when I watch Brandon Wardell do stand-up comedy. Every word that he says is not a word that I have said. And I find that there is a generational divide between us. But actually, like, I first met Brandon when he, like, are you still even back there? Were you like 15? Oh, I was 18. Yeah. I met you when you were 18. This is the oldest you've ever been to me. And you are a child. Guys, age works chronologically. So chances are this is the oldest he's ever been to me, regardless of when we met. More time for Brandon Wartell. I, uh, like just a, an amazing behind the scenes moment every time he would say I'm the man that started feminist, feminism Maria and I would just look at each other <laughs> oh, he's amazing But he, like, his jokes are very good and he's very, very funny. I just find us to be a different age. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was thinking today about Donald Trump. I was thinking about how he is. If, has anybody here ever been to an open mic? Like an, a comedy open mic? Has anybody ever seen that? Been to a stand-up open mic? I know all the comics have. Has anybody else? Like the thing about... Uh, I was just thinking about how like just that Donald... Donald Trump is an open micer. Like, that's actually what we're watching. We're watching somebody open mic, like, to nine million Twitter followers. Because an open mic, like, an an open micer that's terrible, like a bad, bad open micer, like, it always was the same way. It's just, like, it's just, like, worst thing they can think of right off the top. Like, they'll say something just very off-color about AIDS. And then you're, like, then you're, like, that's, you know, you can really actually live a very long time with that. So I'm finding your joke to not only be off color, but factually inaccurate. Continue. And they'll say something like that. And then like right after that, they will not backpedal, but double down. Oh, you didn't like my AIDS joke? Well, then you're going to hate my joke about how I'm racist. It's ironic. The way I, you know it's ironic is because I tell you it's ironic, not because it doesn't seem like I mean it. And then when that joke falls flat, then they just tell the woman in the front row they're going to fuck her. (laughs) That is, I think, exactly what this experience is, watching Donald Trump, like, every day, just, just, I'm going to say something factually inaccurate, I'll double down with a racist thing, and then I will talk about Megyn Kelly's period. Like, that... (laughs) The other thing about open micers is that they're usually 20. And I don't know how fucking old that guy is, because I'm not going to look it up, but... I think he's 83. <laughs> he's fucking, what'd you say? Someone know it? Someone say how old he was? He's 77. Yeah. She didn't look it up either. <laughs> no one here knows. 70 something. 70 something. Just, people are just whispering the age they think Donald Trump is. He's 66, 75, 33. Just wanna, I wanna bring up our last comic with a bunch of snake sounds. <laughs> But 
see, then I said that and I asked for it specifically, but then now it sounds a little bit like booing and I'm realizing that. <laughs> that like hissing is not what you should do and instead you should stop doing what I've already told you. <laughs> you guys, this has been such a fun show and I love this final comic. You are going to love him too. Please, a round of applause for Mr. Solomon Giorgio. Give it up for Solomon. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Don't respond. That's exactly what I wanted. Tepid welcome. Oh, where do we start? Um, I, uh, I am uh, openly gay uh, all the time. Very excited about it. Highly recommend it. Uh, <laughs> give it a try if you have an option. I'm, I'm also, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm an African immigrant. I uh, throw bread from the source. <laughs> I actually, I came to America when I was a, when I was a little diva. And <laughs> it was also the first time I ever saw a white person. And that, my immediate thought was, well, that's a black ghost. It makes sense when you deal with racism for the first time. Like, of course you don't like me. You're a dead black person. <laughs> That's why you can't dance. Uh, <laughs> trapped in another dimension. But yes, I, I, uh, I am a gay African. That is true. Which I assume means I can make AIDS from scratch. I shouldn't have said that. Cameron gave you a warning, and I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> shouldn't wait. I can say whatever the fuck I want. I'm black and gay. <laughs> There's nothing you nigger faggots can do about it. <laughs> you are supposed to double down on racism. <laughs> it only works on special conditions. Um, I, uh... <laughs> where do I go from here? I really don't know why sex needs to be longer than 30 minutes. No, let's have a serious discussion about this, you guys. It is honestly, I know for a fact, the most physically exhausting thing that any of us do. And it's right before we want to go to sleep. And we just drag that out for as long as possible. Why? For whom? Like, honestly, sex shouldn't be longer than an episode of Living Single. I can see that some of you are not familiar. Sex shouldn't be longer than an episode of Friends. How about that? The shitty-ass version of Living Single. And I'm gay. That's two dicks. We should be in and out in five minutes. It's why I chose to be gay. Which one of these comes faster? I am so busy. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> one time before intercourse, uh, a gentleman caller, he gave me a warning. Like, look, it's going to take me like an hour to finish. I was like, oh. 
you about to spend a half hour by your goddamn self. <laughs> How you think I am? How about this? You get started and I'll come back in 55 minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch two episodes of Living Single. <laughs> No, I'm not that mean. I'm not that mean. I actually, I ended up uh, giving him uh, a hand job. Um, but the entire time, I hum Negro spirituals. <laughs> it ain't a job if I'm not getting paid. <laughs> so I sing the songs of free labor. Like everyone here, I have an enemy list. <laughs> and just like everyone, I, uh, the reason I have an enemy list is because when I pass away, I want to be cremated, placed into a cannonball, and shot at my arch rival. Duh. I'm just like you. <laughs> so here's my enemy list. First person on that list is a, uh, is, a, is a man who offered me a cookie and then handed me a Fig Newton. <laughs> like, those two things are comparable. Like, when I hear cookie, I don't expect brick of fiber with nasty jelly in the middle. The only time you should hand someone a Fig Newton is if you followed up with the question, can you please throw this away from me? <laughs> just so weak. I just... Second person on this list is my friend's mother. She would mix Nesquik with water. Yeah. Y'all, that's mud. That is nasty, sugary-ass mud. She tried to even convince us that Crystal Light was Kool-Aid. I'm like, you gotta go, lady. <laughs> Last person on my list is a Harry Potter World employee that called me a muggle to my face. I did not spend $150 to have a white teenager call me the N-word of the wizarding world, okay? I uh, explained my list to a friend. He told me I was being very petty. Uh, and now he's on the list, so. Watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Um, are there any straight men in the audience tonight? Fantastic. I'm glad you have that confidence. Now, there's something that straight men do. Um, they like to ask each other this hypothetical question. You might be familiar with it, those of you who applauded. Uh, that question is, how much would you suck a dick for? Have you guys been asked that question? All right. One of you give me an answer. 
Who said yes over here? How much did you respond? I don't Oh, no, no, no. You've already answered the question. Answer, give me the same fucking answer you gave before. I don't need your fucking made-up answer right now. What'd you say? Well, if you went pretty low, then you're fine. I need somebody who said... $1,100. You said $1,100? Have you ever sucked a dick before? Nope. Then what the fuck makes you think you could charge that much for a shitty-ass blowjob? $1,100? For a reluctant, passionless, amateur blowjob. $1,100. Do you hear that number? That is ridiculous. $1,100. Oh my goodness. $1,100 to watch somebody pretty much do this. Can you show me the money again? Now, sir, imagine that we're at a gay bar. And now I want you to come up to me and go, $1,100 for a blowjob. <laughs> Say it. $1,100 for a Oh, really? Well, the gentleman right behind you will do it for a mojito. <laughs> and he can suck the garden out of a garden hose. <laughs> Eleven hundred goddamn dollars. If I spend eleven, that's for just a blowjob. Are you kidding me? If I spend eleven hundred dollars, you're never gonna walk again. I'm not gonna fuck you, but I'm definitely gonna break your legs. For astronomical market, you guys have been so wonderful. Please, thank you again for having me. Your legs. This this show is like has been first of all a right as suited to my taste. Just a lot of like we will break our legs, we, and then we'll be the president. And we will stop having you. You're young. You know, like it's a lot of people just saying straight white men tonight, which has just been really happy for me. It's so nice. Really? Do you have any idea how many shows we do that are? Not, it's every other show. Do you know that? This is like, we're, this is a treat. This is a real treat. I feel so safe. Like, I can tell how unsafe you guys feel. That makes me feel safe. So safe. I feel so safe right now. So safe. I feel like I've really like put some people back on their heels. Wait, what the fuck? I gotta do some shit differently. Yes. Yeah, ex- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> guys, stand-up comedy is... Honestly, it's mostly like sassy chicks and gay dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you think you have what it takes to succeed in this field and you're a straight white dude, it's just like, you better have some good shit. You know what I mean? Watch out. And then, like, honestly, it doesn't even matter because you're still just going to have to work, like, harder and probably, like, just as hard. You th- like, you think it'll be just as hard, but then, like, other people will start getting stuff and then you'll be like, why am I not getting stuff? And they'll be like, oh, you're not castable because you're, like, a dude and who can relate to a dude. My point is... <laughs> 
then you'll have to create your own shit, you know, mm-hmm. and eventually you'll make more money because you were the creator and the star, but it's like it takes longer, you know, and you're just like, oh, God, am I going to do a nude scene before my boobs are weird? And no, the answer is no, you won't. <laughs> And you will not get $1,100 for a blowjob. No, it's true. You guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. Let's hear it for everybody you saw tonight. I'm Cameron Esposito. I am Rhea Butcher. Let's hear it for everybody you saw tonight. Thank you so much. We're here every night. We're every Tuesday night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.